0: This is Rhetoric in Retrospect. I'm Max. I'm joined here by my Merrymakers, Ben and David. In this episode we will discuss Christmas.
1: Holidays.
0: Yes. Etc. Cetera. Etc. Cetera and etc. We have we have a, a range of topics to cover, including the ethics of Santa Claus and the morality of Elf on the Shelf, as well as overarching consumerism in the holiday spirit. And a variety
1: of other things which I'm sure we will stumble upon as we journey through this episode discussing the holidays. Merry Christmas!
0: And Happy New Year's! (laughs)
1: That's how you always start episode, isn't it? So so, so, so. We, we, we must
0: all start say so at the same time. One, two, three. So, so. what are we talking about? So I think in order to gather um, a comprehensive analysis of the character of Santa Claus, Old Saint Nick, it is it is imperative that we go back to the original source material. So David, let me ask you: What is considered the Santa Claus canon?
2: Oh well I think it starts with well, if you wanna go as far back, it's uh it's in Isaiah. It's prophesied in Isaiah. And uh, Santa some, Claus you have some very Christmassy language coming Santa Claus <laughs> coming over there. Um uh, no,
0: no no oh Santa Claus. You're San- talking about Santa, Santa, Santa Claus. Santa Claus, so. Santa Claus. Remember remember I remember when we started the podcast? <laughs> Then your dad he came up to us and he said, Is this gonna be sort of like a three stooges deal? <laughs> <laughs> and, we're just, we're just, and now that lives to my head rent-free and I can't think of whatever you to laugh on the podcast. No no this is this is serious, this is intellectual oh, You're oh, to yes. laughing. Of Dude, course. We are classified oh,
1: as a podcast about the arts. Oh yes,
0: arts. we're we're classical. <laughs> this is how dare you laugh at this mockery of art. <laughs> intellectual pursuit. I, do, I don't think I'm laughing at, at you. <laughs> 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 oh, no. I, I think
2: I might be laughing at... Some things that you're saying, oh, oh, I'm, I'm laughing sure. with you. you yes, that, that's yeah. what they all say, David. Is, that's what they all say. It is
1: a
0: Christian comedy. We're <laughs> oh, laughing with of you, not, not at you. Of course, yes. yes. It, is, it is the traditional Shakespearean comedy where yes. we're all joining hands and laughing together in merriment. Okay, about this sounds laughing. like a cult. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's in merriment, David. It's in merriment. It's in oh, merriment. of course. Oh, but to return to the to the Christmas uh, canon, Santi, Santi, Claus, as he is known by his proponents. Yes, okay. Yes. Okay, I can't. I can't stop saying things, but then I look back at them and I realize it was just a purely humorous endeavor. <laughs> well,
2: I think—is there anything wrong with a bit of humor? <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a real Saint Nicholas, correct? I believe so, and he did do many good deeds for the public. Is he a Catholic pa- saint? 80 A.D. Is he a Catholic saint? Patra. I think so. Yeah, he lived sure. in Turkey. Oh, interesting! How fitting. I that, yeah, but. There was an actual St. Nick, but he didn't dress up in... Red Saint clothes. T- yeah, no. Yeah. St. Saint,
1: Saint Nicholas of Myra, Christian monk, yeah. 3rd He's century. was not
0: overly rotund, nor with a large No, red he beard, was not. Nor with a jolly ho ho hose. No. And nor did he have a sleigh, and nor did he have reindeer with names, fantastical names, that, and nor did he, wait, he did give presents to children, to some I, children. I
1: believe that, in the Netherlands at least, or, well, that... You see, the story, story snowballed quite quickly. In, in the Netherlands, he was uh, a white bearded man in red clerical robes. To quote, "Who arrived oh, yes. on December sixth, actually, mm. on a boat mm. to leave either gifts or coal lumps at children's mm-hmm. homes."
2: Yeah. Oh, so he did dress up in red.
1: Apparently, mm. I'm not sure if that is true or
0: not. So, in the in the Christmas canon, not the Christmas canon, the Santa Claus canon. Right. um, I think that the we can all agree the primary source is is songs. I mean the entire uh, idea of the names of the the reindeer. I believe the origin is Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the critically acclaimed billboard chart topping hit. Um what is who sang the song? Wait, which song? Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Ah. Oh,
2: you're talking about just the classic Bill Bill Cosby?
0: The song came before the before the Rankin Bass animation.
2: Correct? Yeah, I'm thinking of the Bill Cosby version, if you're if you're talking about that. Huh.
0: It was created by Robin L. May. Written or
1: sung? It was originally sung by Johnny Marks, I believe. Johnny
3: Marks.
0: Okay. But it was a Christmas book. Wow. Uh, a children's book. Oh, interesting. And his brother-in-law um, wrote the song. Wow, that's very interesting. Yeah. But you see yeah. the point of where the entire story of secular Santa Claus comes about. Mm-hmm. It's through um, popular media. How so? Well, how do you know of Santa Claus? Uh, probably from my parents. Wait a second. Robin Lewis May, who wrote, who was the creator of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, his parents—no, no, no, no— one of his sisters was the grandmother of the economist Stephen D. Levitt, who wrote the book Freakonomics. Really? Whoa! (gasps) Wow! What a small world! That's what we were talking about last week. Yeah. Yes. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt as you're saying.
2: What was I saying? Yeah, I don't think I was saying any. Oh, oh! I I heard about Santa Claus from my parents, most likely, or from the massive billboards of well, not billboards, but you know, depictions of Santa. Yes. Every uh,
0: December, the holiday movies, the music, and so I think it is paramount that we look at those sources to gather a comprehensive understanding of who Santa Claus really is, and um, and and what sort of activities he partakes in are
2: we profiling santa what's we are what's oh what's yes. going yeah. on <laughs> yes psychological profile wait should we, we we should start off with um elf on the, the ethics of the elf on the shelf oh oh sh- shall, shall no i, go I think that,
0: i think we should talk about so first the i think the ethics of elf on the shelf is an extension of elf of the ethics of santa claus as a whole because ultimately it's is, is there such a thing as benevolent lying is it spark ever okay to lie? Wait,
2: wait, wait, wait. I think define it's called a white devil's lie.
1: Devil's Is it ever permissed to lie as Christians?
2: Uh, Mm-mm. well, then you have to define lying. If you're actively <clears throat> telling, deceiving somebody yeah. with the the intent of evil. No, that's
1: never permissible. If it's the intent of evil, that's that's the key
2: part. I think it's. I think it's the intent. If you're the intent of wrongdoing, yeah. But if you're protecting somebody or, I don't know, surprising somebody, sure.
0: I suppose lying for a surprise party is not benevolent. This this might be a tiny bit
2: heretical, like a a little bit heretical. Tiny. No, 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 no. It's not. He didn't. Because mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus clearly displayed the truth of what he was doing over and over again. Yeah. And just nobody got it. Yeah. So he wasn't keeping anything from anybody. Mm-hmm. And no. even before he was born, it was prophesied.
1: So. And there's a difference between lying and just not saying something. Right, exactly. Like telling an untruth. Something yeah, that's no. not true.
0: Yeah. See, in the book um, The Hiding Place. Uh, yes. And they're talking about lying. And who was it? One character so they're trying to keep radios. Oh yeah, I the, remember this. Yeah. One of the characters uh boom. straight up lied about um when asked how many radios they had. She said, We don't have any radios when in fact they had two. They they turned mm-hmm. in their they turned in one radio and said, How many more do you have any more? and they said no. Yeah. And and then later in the um in the book, they were hiding somebody in a secret hatch and one of the soldiers, uh, Nazi soldiers, asked them, "Is where are they?" Or and they said, "Under the table," because that was where the hatch was. And then the soldier just laughed because he looked under the table and there was nothing there. And so, the the second character who's talking about the table, I forget their exact name. They 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 claimed that oh it was see uh if if you don't lie, God will provide. And then the first character said, well, what about the time that I lied about the radios? He said, well, I'm sure that's forgiven. And and to be sure, all instances were benevolent. But...
1: Yeah, like, if if you telling the truth... If you lying will save somebody's life, I think that's perfectly okay, right?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: I mean... Yeah. You shouldn't
0: be happy about it, probably, but. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't you just live your life righteously and then what happens, happens as a result of that? Hmm. Is that not true? Hmm. For instance,
1: if you were the one. If. If. If you. If you were Cory Ten Boom. And they were in your room, and asking where where the the secret room was, etc. What would, would, would you say something?
0: Where it was? I don't think I would say where it was. I don't think I would either. I think I well, think I would, Is that a question of lie.
2: courage or is that a question of ethics? We're ta- I believe we're talking both, about the but. the
0: ethics yeah. of whether or not it is. A sin to lie to save somebody's life.
2: And how are we relating this to Christmas?
0: Oh, you know, one of these tangents. So, the way we're going to relate to Christmas is that benevolent lying... If benevolent lying is not a thing, then it is not right for parents to lie to their children do so you have some kind of disclaimer it's like well if this is young and this innocent is, <laughs> the
2: thing is this is taking it to the extreme yeah but i can see where you are yeah yeah, yeah. so i would say that there is such a thing as surprising somebody but like it's it's okay in some situations, you know, benevolent lying to surprise somebody is okay, but I would say to force somebody to do good by lying to them is not is a no go. Yeah,
1: yeah. E- even even like to spare someone's feelings or whatever, mm-hmm. that's still not. Yeah, no, it's a no. white lie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the truth almost always is better. Yeah, but like yeah. If, if you if you were working in law enforcement or something and you had to deceive people in order to learn information, intelligence,
0: would that be okay? I think there are several instances of, mm-hmm. um, of that occurring in which it is for the greater good.
2: Yeah, if you're serving your country in keeping federal secrets. I would say that's honorable. But what that's about very espionage? Uh, you're getting into the technicalities there, but it depends. It, it, that's situational.
1: It seems like the, the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law. Like, there, there's uh, oodles if, if places uh, in the scripture that would make the that that would turn the other cheek don't hurt etc don't don't if the if direct uh extreme harm is going to be caused by another person if you tell the truth mm-hmm. then obviously you should say well I know that they would be terribly hurt maybe being killed if I told the truth but this one place in the Bible says it like you're ignoring, yeah, ignoring yeah, it's, every it's other part, part couple, of the Bible. Yeah. It's like yep. well this, but everything else. It's it's like yep. there's an order yeah. of of priority,
2: yep, maybe. Love your neighbors, yourself is Exactly. Enough. It's like Golden No ring. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yep.
0: That makes Common sense. Common sense, I suppose. Yep. Anyways. If we're having sort of I'm glad we came to a concrete um resolution, but and, we, and like you said, David, it is it is in certain circumstances situational, um, but but for you, I have a situation. <laughs> is you it right? Do. Is, is it right for parents to um to tell their to tell their children about the idea of Santa Claus, and in for the purpose of you know sparking joy, or tooth fairy, or elf on the shelf, or whatever it is.
2: What you, you're gonna have to be more clear, because you're, if you're like, "Ooh, Santa Claus," that might spark joy, but you're not really doing anything. There. They they make make your children believe that Santa Claus there you go
0: exists for uh, the purpose of perhaps, um, you know, creating a sense of wonder,
2: childlike wonder. Immoral is a very strong word. Um, is it harmful even? I would, yeah, I'd I'd yeah. say it's I'd say it's harmful. Um, you're, how so? You're well, yeah. you're essentially lying to your children for uh, years, sometimes even a decade. And then the entire parental
1: unit is sort of their their veracity, their right. their reputation as being truthful is sort of hurt like, it. It's like yeah. say oh yes, every, everything I tell you is true. But then Santa Claus is like, how can I trust anything else right, you say? Exactly. So. That's probably not the most beneficial. It's definitely
2: not leading to psychosis or anything, <laughs> but it it is it is playing Triathlon's with reality. Problems. Yeah, yes. yep. So, what what
1: should should should, should what uh, should should Christian parents just entirely ignore Santa? Wait, or... wait, wait, wait
2: you you can't say Christian parent
0: uh, parenting from a Christian perspective.
2: Well, we're not talking just parenting in general. Yeah, yeah sure, yeah. sure.
0: The the logic for. Uh, Santa Claus causing harm. Do you...
2: David, when did you find Santa wasn't real? When <laughs> did you find out? Oh, I, we never believed in Santa. I believe... <laughs> I, I found out Santa wasn't real as soon as I heard the name. Really? Yep. <laughs> so, so have you ever had any direct experience with
0: your parents lying to you for years? Uh, with surprises? No. Oh, about Santa Claus? Not,
2: no. No, never. Never. How about you, Ben?
1: uh uh-uh. my My i think that it was presented as a story when we were small and some of us might have believed it i don't believe my parents ever told us it was true and then uh some of us older children having become disillusioned we don't tell the younger children sometimes yeah until they're like older ish, Mm -hmm. and like sometimes we'll still jokingly write from santa on our presents (laughs) Like if you don't want anybody to know who it's from, right? Mm. But I don't think we've ever intentionally deceived the, my siblings right. that Santa exists.
0: See, that's interesting.
1: I find that very like interesting. They, they 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 walked into it. Mm-hmm. The story was presented, and they're like,
2: "Oh, yeah. yes, yes." Because that it's saying it's saying the gift is from Santa is just as harmful as like, oh, it's from. Uh, I don't know the candyman, yeah or the, exactly <laughs> the Tooth of the bear
0: yeah I found this very interesting because, um, as for me, as for my own experiences, my parents they sort of presented it as as an option, but it never was particularly prominent, yeah in in the uh the overarching christmas scheme it Santa Claus was never a focus, and uh they didn't push the story at all, and so i I would say it's in a similar situation to. What you are saying, Ben. And I found out on my own. And and I understood. I was... Here's the thing. You, I, you I were was... an intellectual child. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I actually... I actually do... Dis... I don't remember when. But I do simply remember it. Suddenly them saying, Oh, this is a gift from Santa Claus. I'm like, hmm Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't remember how old I was then. But... As the only person in the room who's been at least led into the life of Santa Claus... I'm, I'm going to say... I did not feel. I did not feel um, like I couldn't trust my parents because they'd been lying to me. But at the same time, none of us in the room have been really sold on this idea of Santa Claus, and every yes. single gift is from Santa Claus. And and um, so, I suppose none of us can really speak to the destructive effects of. Yeah. Um, I of well, my na- lies. I
2: I remember growing up with neighbors, and. Uh, them being huge believers, and they did Alpha on the Shelf every single year, uh-huh. and they believed in Santa Claus for their for their entire childhood, and then they found out their parents told them that Santa Claus wasn't real, and they flipped out like they <laughs> they, they 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 started crying, and they were crying for a very very long time, like days on end. So wow. yeah, it can wow. definitely cause some damage, but yeah, yeah.
1: Huh? I, yeah. See, you know, a good middle ground. It's like a, a fun story. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I might be putting thoughts into children's heads, but if I had to guess, usually they they don't like fervently believe it. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, it's yep. a fun story, and I can mm-hmm. go along with it, but it's not like this is what I believe most,
0: <laughs> most. But there is there is an argument to be made to play the devil's advocate. I don't entirely advocate for Santa Claus either. Um, but, David, what the the story that you're describing, which is in the room, the only uh, source, direct source of basically livelihoods being uh, put to waste by the, Santa Claus, their livelihood was destroyed. Okay, okay, people being upset by Santa Claus. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think that there is some argument to be made like we're talking about in class, and I think about this a lot, is virtue is temperance. That's what Aristotle said. And to say that <laughs> the absolute extreme of, uh-huh. her, of your neighbors, being built the, on the idea of Santa Claus, is based that um, being pushed, the story being pushed on them, it is the extreme. And of course, there's going to be aftermath of the extremes. But we've all experienced are at least even even Ben and I have experienced healthy relationships with the um the story of Santa Claus. And so would you say so of course of course if you take the idea of Santa Claus to the extreme there's going to be consequences. But would you say that there's a place for Santa Claus in this benevolent lie um on on a more on a smaller scale. Do you believe that can be beneficial? Uh
2: can you give me an example?
0: Um like like Ben or I, where um, it was never a prominent focus, mm-hmm. but we were enticed to believe in the wonder of, I don't know, of Santa Claus to, you know, um, So I just know. To entertain
2: the idea is what yeah, you're entertaining Yeah, entertaining the idea. It's, it's
0: like a, a fun story. Like A fun
1: story. For instance, something fun that, well, I don't know, maybe we be doxed by this, but our, a, a town does, uh, is... They, they they go around with this big, they, they dress up a fire truck and all of these lights. There's a remarkable amount of lights. And I don't know how my eardrums have survived this past many years with the loud music they play. And then the mechanic dressed up as Santa comes around and, you know, gives her own recycled Halloween candy. And it goes around to every house in the town. And it's fun. I, I think,
2: uh, well, oh, go ahead. It, it,
1: it sparks joy. I don't know.
2: Uh, I think that it would affect every individual different. That's true. Yeah. So, Very so subjective. if you don't, if you're a parent and you don't have the intent of causing harm to your child by entertaining the idea of Santa Claus. Well, even, even, uh, cause intent is a big thing in there because no, no parent wants to cause harm. No loving parent wants to cause harm to their child. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not really intentionally causing harm to their child by letting them believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. Um. But the thing is, it depends, because every, every, every single vision of entertaining the idea of Santa Claus will be different, inevitably. Yeah. So, I don't know. Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I would do believe that there is a middle ground where you can spark wonder... While not destroying their um, trust. And in, in, in that scenario, I think I would concede that Santa Claus has a benevolent purpose. Just don't intentionally
2: deceive. That's sparking wonder and sparking joy are also two different things.
1: That's true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Because
2: one year, yeah, it, one one they're actually thinking that it could be real, and the other they're just like, "Oh, Santa Claus, you know, that's fun, yeah, that's fun, yeah, exactly."
0: There's there's the other side of the coin though, is, I'm I don't know how I don't think this is very widespread, but in the um in the song, what song? Ooh, let me find Let me let me. Are you going text- to talk about Santa Claus? What am I starting? Did, no. Does anyone
1: it, find it interesting that if you rearrange the letters, it's Santa? You know,
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no,
0: no. It, I, I, I'm, yeah, that better I be a coincidence. in the So there is, in, in Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the lyrics go, he knows when you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. There is this element of Santa Claus where he um not only sees all of your actions, but he judges them, and he um allots his punishment accordingly. He he rewards good doing and he punishes evil. And there is some element of Santa Claus that is lorded over children's heads. And um I'm not sure how widespread this is. I can't speak for everybody, but there is some element of Santa Claus that is saying You'd better be a good child because if you're a bad child, you're not going to get any gifts. in fact, you're going to get bad gifts you're, going to, get, you're going to get coal <gasps> and so um what do you think of I, th- I think the, <laughs> I think the answer is pretty obvious. What do you think of the story of false story of Santa Claus being um i mean displayed to children as a consequence for bad behavior hmm.
2: well, well, I mean, there is a real aspect to it with Christ-like element right?
0: It
1: it's like you could either see it as pointing to Christ or replacing
0: Christ right, in a exactly. much more palatable well is, way. Is in.
2: Santa Claus playing God? <laughs> That's what we need to figure out. Yeah. See,
0: I was I'm I'm actually not sure. If you'd asked me perhaps a bit ago, I would probably would have said that um Santa Claus borders on a replacement because see first of all, if you look at the elements, Santa Claus is um He's omnipotent. He sees everything. Uh, he sees you when you're sleeping, and he knows when you're awake. Second of all, Santa Claus is benevolent. Um, Santa Claus, he's he's doing good. But without the assurance that Santa Claus is truly pure, um, we can't, of course, we know he's got bad habits. We know he is mortal. He overeats.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. What? <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> whoa. Not, whoa. Oh, whoa! Okay, okay, okay.
0: Um, so without the assurance that Santa Claus is a good person, and also, also, Santa Claus is all powerful. He has the means. He has he has an army at his steed. <laughs> he's got he's got he a yells. flying machine. He does. Okay, this is the point at which this is the point at which, <laughs> the, point at which <laughs> the, <laughs> the commentary borders on the Three Stooges. But, like, <laughs> but it is a very truth It is very true. Santa Claus has the means to transport himself, um, all across the world, and he has an army that, that builds whatever he wants, but he uses these powers for good. However, we know that Santa Claus is not truly pure, and, and, uh, so on some level, and also, Santa Claus levies punishment. He punishes the bad, and he rewards the good. So I, w- I think I would have said, um, that Santa Claus is perhaps a replacement for um, you know, a godlike deity. Yeah, but <laughs> I think you have to put this in perspective, please. It's just a couple of songs. It's a small story. I, yeah, I think that it depends on the portrayal of Santa. Some of them are incredibly tame and like point to Christ. There is another element of Santa Claus that is um that is to be considered. Santa Claus rewards the good by giving them gifts, toys material presence and so in some ways the motivator behind um doing good in in santa claus's world is (laughs) things and Mm -hmm. we all know material possessions are not the end-all be-all they're they're not the most important thing very true and so and so what do you think of um this fascination with material things, and Santa Claus? Hmm. That is sort of a
1: leading question. You know, this is good because it brought up a new thought that, well, Santa Claus, in many ways he is portrayed, might not be evil. No, no, he's very good. Against Christ. Um, No,
0: not that He doesn't really
1: directly point to him that often. It's like...
0: You sort uh, of have to read into it in order to... Uh, gain the
1: connection it's still christmas and you don't really hear christ and santa right and he's giving you material gifts and the point of the season well it it is gifts giving to a degree and getting to know other people and finding out what they like and and having that joy of being able to present things to other people but then another the the main point of it it's in the name is to celebrate the birth of the savior and uh, i don't know it's Santa should not be the only thing about Christmas. It can be a little part, probably, but yeah, don't
0: forget the roots. Correct. Yeah. What about people who do forget the roots? There are many people who celebrate Christmas without um, focus at all, or or perhaps even not even knowledge to some children of the um, of the Christian beginnings of the uh, modern accumulation of tradition. So in in these and the most of these people also point to Santa Claus. Um they they look to Santa Claus as uh some sort of focus. And that is probably broad reaching. That is also probably hypothetical. we know it to be so that certain elements of it are um are true. So what do you what do you say to the um what do you say to we're gonna cut this. <laughs> I'm not losing my train of <laughs> thought. Um, what do you think about secular Christmas without fo- any focus on uh, Christian origin? Does it even exist? I think it does. I think people celebrate Christmas without knowledge of Christ. Maybe like,
2: without knowledge of Christ, like or
0: without a brief knowledge. Small children. But... Who've never been exposed? Oh, oh, well. uh,
2: I think just just like people have heard about Santa Claus, almost everybody has heard about Christ, right? I think yeah. Is
0: Christ but like is a main stage modern culture, yes, definitely yeah. at some point. Like but the Nativity is the Bible
3: is
1: the best.
0: selling but, but not knowing, yeah. but knowing, seeing the Nativity is not the same as understanding. The concept in grander scheme behind the, the messages. Yeah, the oh, yeah, sure, and, sure. Yeah. sure,
2: yeah. Um, if you're talking just totally separate from God, then I don't think you are celebrating Christmas. Hmm. And, and why is that? What because is that's a, that's the whole point of it. Well, you're you're by celebrating Christmas in in like in its actuality, you are celebrating uh the ultimate gift given to mankind mm-hmm. and if you're not celebrating that then you're not you're not celebrating christmas yeah that's just like like imagine imagine celebrating somebody's birthday without ever mentioning that it's their birthday yeah right mm-hmm. you're uh, without like any happy birthday or any like you're 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 essentially just chucking gifts at them and then like not acknowledging them for the rest of the day. Like imagine not even looking at somebody or treating them like trash for their entire birthday. Right?
1: Huh. Yeah, cuz we give gifts because we're acknowledging that the greatest gift yeah. possible's been given to us.
2: Yeah. You might actually resent the gift if uh if nobody even paid attention to to you during your your birthday. Imagine if your mother and father just like for one day of the year, which was the day you were born, the day that they were supposed to, you know, celebrate, and the day you now dread, just nobody cares about you. That would be pretty
0: disheartening. It would be. I I agree. I completely agree with you. Um. Well, but I'm asking questions just so we can gain a better understanding. I have another question: Who defines what Christmas is? Is this a because is this a holiday? Is it a societal event? Does society, is the general acceptance of Christmas, um, define what Christmas is? Who defines Christmas?
2: Hmm. hmm. Do we need to define? No, no, no. We'll go by a common understanding of Christmas. Um, Society defining Christmas.
1: It's definitely changed over the years.
2: Right. For sure.
1: I don't know when the gift giving started becoming a thing.
2: Oh well, it started beca- oh, oh oh exchanging or giving yeah. Uh, or
1: I I, I don't either. Know. Yeah, because yeah, I think that it is three thirty six Constantine. All right. I don't want to I don't want to lose our current train of thought, but there's this very interesting uh, documentary that I recommend watching. It's slight, it's sort of dramatized, but it's very interesting nonetheless. Called "The Star of Bethlehem," and do we want to say that and talk about that in a minute or? Oh, I
2: have stuff to connect to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a minute. Sounds good. Uh,
1: So how does society define Christmas? Um, The most wonderful time of the year?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean. It's like. How does this. So are we talking about just in the United States or are we talking worldwide? Let's talk about what we know, which is the United States. Sure. Sure. We don't know anything past (laughs) that. Oh but I was in Canada, experience. Experience Yeah, what well, uh, yeah, we are most experienced. Experience yes.
1: Yeah. Um gifts and music and happy
0: and christmas trees
1: and post office workers dreading. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is that's only for post office workers. <laughs> probably not the general public. Yes. Uh I'd say it's steeped in tradition. a lot of people do things because they um because they that people They did it before, and their parents did it before, and their parents' parents. Yeah, there's a lot
1: of gathering with family and friends, and social and warm fuzzy feeling, and lights, and snow, and...
0: (laughs) (laughs) But if Christmas is defined by tradition, then in, in a secular family, the tradition is not related to Christ. Would that not make Christmas for them? Christmas... okay I we're like, devolving into definition and you can you do semantics all day long about definition but well, no yeah I, I i like that question does does
1: the roots of christmas affect our current celebration of it at all like do people appreciate the chris christ aspect of christmas in our secular culture i'm not sure i can't speak for our secular culture um to a great degree probably not i think that maybe the closest you get is nativity and there's a few christmas songs that probably do that too
2: can we acknowledge that uh can we acknowledge that santa's heart house is amazing Uh, Santa's who? Heart Santa's health. heart health. Considering he's morbidly obese. Yeah, <laughs> he is essentially immortal. And like, has been for, for yeah. 400 yeah. years. How does he live so long? And he eats <laughs> like... Doctors <laughs> hate him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this man <laughs> ate him. Eat billions of cookies a year. Yeah, just <laughs> Carbs and dairy. And <laughs> Just yeah. living no, it up No,
1: this is how it works because he only eats once a year. And just <laughs> oh my all. gosh! Yeah, <laughs> he
2: just hibernates. Imagine, he, it, imagine so. he's just like like bones at, at the beginning of Christmas, Dude. and he's like crawling to get his first meal. And then, and then, you have he like eats the first cookie, and it's so dry, and he just reaches like grasps for the milk. <laughs> 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 oh, no. You made a very vivid picture David (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> mean like he, like, so he like, like groats out on <laughs> some like villager's floor yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm sure there's a bell curve like, at the beginning because he's so skinny Yo, he's yeah, crawling he all it. over the floor yeah. and as he gains his health <laughs> no, he becomes like a, a functioning human and then at the end he's just he's <laughs> <laughs> just like continues he's... to crawl it comes Chip <laughs> yeah he he's starts crawling, crawling again because he's yeah. so full yeah. that's it that's if it if you ever see we say the crawl your not near yeah. <laughs> Don't be
1: concerned.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you're just the one, you're either the first or the last. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Consider it a gift. Like, <laughs> he decided he'd come to
2: you your first. Either, he either came to you first or he saved the best for last. If, if you are
1: geogra- geographically closest to the North Pole, do not be surprised if you are <laughs> yeah. grown downstairs. Yeah. they like, "Oh, it's just
2: Santa again!" Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 Let's move our yeah. TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have to put, put L- L- milk L- and should- cookies on the floor. less <laughs> people yeah, L- 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 should go. give you a- L- <laughs> <laughs> give him milk and cookies, and more people
0: should give him a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
2: But the thing is, it would be redundant because he wouldn't use it like a bit of the time. He wouldn't use it like ninety five percent of the time. He has but his, still, his
1: has, he has his elves carry him and just don't. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes.
2: That's why he has all of them. Are you kidding me? Yes. Oh my god! Oh, wow. Can we also acknowledge that? Oh, do we? No, no, no. Let's not go down the magical portion of it because that's oh. a, that's a bit too much. But yeah, we'll, we'll
1: talk about we'll have to talk about magic. But we at some can point.
2: go with the magi and the, the oh yes, the, yes.
1: Yeah. And because oh, the the star the star is very cool. The star of Bethlehem is yes, yeah. very very interesting. It's this guy who some time ago was you know trying to figure out the star of Bethlehem. It's like this this thing, and you know we we try, we've been figuring it out for lots of time. So let's try to try to solve it. And he 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 went. With our our fancy fancy new uh, star programs and in our twenty first century, you know, uh, gizmos so, and gadgets, exactly. Yes. You know, with lots of you know, math we can oh. <laughs> we can <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> we can turn back time, and exactly. And and we we saw Jupiter in retrograde and and Regulus, the the star planet, and yeah, they're. On, and it actually, I was surprised by this, but it actually was December twenty fifth. Apparently, that, what that the, the the star appeared. Oh, over, really? Over over Bethlehem. Oh, Okay, yeah. Right. I, I cool. did Not know that, but that was interesting. And, and the show goes on and talks about death of Christ based on the the lunar eclipse and all these different stars. It was it's very interesting. But mm-hmm. the conclusion was that Christ died on April third of thirty three A.D. And then he was born on December 25th of 2 A.D. Wow. That was the astronomical conclusion. Oh,
2: 33 A.D.? Yeah. Wow. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Apparently there's a... This is Jewish elf on the shelf. (laughs) Mench on a bench. What the <laughs> heck is that? I'm not even sure what am <laughs> Sorry, what? Mench. mench on a bench. Yeah, um <laughs> I did not know that existed. Wait, Mench on a bench? It's a stuffed toy that looks a bit like a rabbi or a Hasidic Jew.
2: Yay! Hey.
0: <laughs> nice. Anyways, all right, uncut. Oh, we're 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 cut. We're oh, uncut.
2: oh I thought we were
0: leaving that in. Yeah. Oh well, you know. We can leave it in. We, we, we'll, we'll take creative liberties. Ben will take creative liberties. Thank <laughs> yes. you for editing it, There's Ben. There's going to be a lot of much peaking appreciated that, <laughs> yes, that's yes, We were much. laughing so much. Uh, but let's... Okay. Let's talk about the other Christmas tradition known as Elf on the Shelf. Ah, uh, yes. This is actually very modern. While Santa Claus has been going on for a long time, Elf on the Shelf started in 2005, so so yeah, it's not that old. Um, I'll, lead, I'll, I'll read a little plot synopsis from Wikipedia. Plot. Very good. The Elf on the Shelf is also Santa's, known as St. Nick's, best friend. The story describes how Santa's scout elves hide in people's homes to watch over events. Once everyone goes to bed, the scout elf flies back to the North Pole to report to Santa the activities, good and bad, that have taken place throughout the day. Before the family wakes up each morning, this scout elf flies back from the North Pole and hides. By hiding in a new spot each morning around the house, the scout elf plays an ongoing game of hide-and-seek with the family. The elf on the shelf explains that scout elves get their magic by being named and being loved by a child. In the back of each book, families have an opportunity to write their elf's name and date on on the date that they adopted it. Once the elf is named, the scout elf receives its special Christmas magic, which allows it to fly to and from the North Pole. The book tells how the magic might disappear if the scout elf is touched. So the rule for elf on the shelf states, there's only one rule that you have to follow. So I will come back and be here tomorrow. Please do not touch me. My magic might go. And Santa will hear all I've seen or I know. Although families are are told not to touch their scout elf, they can speak to it and tell it all their Christmas wishes so that it can report back to Santa accurately. Hmm. So... In the tradition of Elf on the Shelf. Do you know anybody who's ever done the tradition of Elf on the Shelf? Yes. Um, so, it's a little doll, and then people, then you hide it, and that's how Santa knows what's good and bad. And so, what do you think of the first impressions of Elf on the Shelf? Uh, have you heard of Elf on the Shelf before? Yes, yes, indeed. So, I take, I think that, this is my personal opinion. We get to the point. This is... All generally opinion. We don't have very much... This is not very much fact. We're not very uh, reputable. But this is where the opinion really sets in. And you may all have different opinions of The Elf on the Shelf. But I think that The Elf on the Shelf really becomes one of the worst parts of the Santa Claus story. Certain elements... There are certain elements of the story that really... Uh, lean into this entire good and bad thing. And this entire lying to your children thing. So first of all, this is this is not... This is not just a once in... This is not some small story. It, requ- it requires dedication. Because every single day, your, your parents have to move the, the elf to some other location in order to keep up the illusion. Also... This really leans into the idea that Santa is always watching, and Santa sees every single action that you do, and Santa will hear about it, and Santa will, will act appropriately. He will reward you appropriately to um, the actions that you that you do, and so that's why that's why I am personally opposed to the story of the elf on the shelf. So because it is first of all not a small lie; it is a big one, and requires commitment, and it goes on for several years. And second of all, because it ties into this entire idea of good and bad, but also this entire idea of constant surveillance by Santa Claus, which is often uh, a footnote in the traditional mm-hmm. Santa Claus story. It's not really something stressed upon, whereas in Elf on the Shelf, it is the focus. And also this entire idea of um, the rules that you have to follow is, I think, not benevolent. It's not. I, I think it crosses the line... Between Santa Claus might be benevolent, lying. I believe that the entire concept passes that of that line. Yeah. What, but what do you, what do you, what do you all think of it?
1: I very much so agree that Santa, we've talked about at length, might be okay in some some instances. But Elf on the Shelf is taking it, in my opinion, much too far. That's we we talked about Santa's jolly, but just don't intentionally deceive people as to existence. And then Elf on the Shelf just throws that all at the window in his very intentional deception that there's this Oh yes this yeah. entity yep. that moves about magically throughout the night and it's always watching and at the surveillance and yeah yeah. I that I don't I don't I do not like
0: the Elf on the Shelf. See I'm not the only person who thinks this. This is an article from uh, 2012 by
2: Psychology Today. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, oh, yeah. So some modern science, some some uh, accurate modern science, indeed.
0: So, so the author says, uh, my argument is threefold: it's a lie, it threatens your parents' trustworthiness, and it encourages credulity 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 i think okay, um, <laughs> uh credulity okay. credulity so credulity. he says um he's he's so in this article the author who has a phd uh, um, in the elf he, on the shelf um he's a he's a general he's a psychology, oh, wait, psychology, psychology phd i'd assume but he talks about elf on the shelf he's a professor of psychology and he's opposed to elf on the shelf because he believes it is it's a dangerous parental um crutch um wait, let me find the let me find the quote uh, the, he says the elf on the shelf is basically a steroid shot for the santa lie a physical reminder of the santa light in your house for a whole month um and and i, t- I tend to agree with him hmm. wow he makes another okay I hate to I hate to be reading just straight from a, um a from an article, but he makes a very good point. He says, um, "In some stories I've collected, children have come to doubt God's existence after learning the truth about Santa. If Mom and Dad are lying about Santa, they're probably lying about God too." What do you think? All about Whoa, that? Wow. <laughs> Whoa! Wow!
1: Well, I can see the logical conclusion. Yeah, if, I can. Too. If Elf on the Shelf is being hard sold <laughs> to these children.
2: Then uh then what about this thing we can't so we never see? Yeah. Know, like, yeah, this big man in the sky. Mm. I can I can see, I that. see that.
1: Yep too. That
0: yeah. Yeah. So I can also see how it's a dangerous parent parental clutch. I agree with him because I mean if the only way you're gonna get your child to behave is by basically <laughs> Oh somebody's on not only someone's always watching you, but also that you're going to be punished. Um, or reward proportionally, then I, I don't think that's a particularly and, oh, positive Oh, message. wow how have
1: we not talked about this? Uh, <laughs> well, we talked about earlier how Santa is like a, a sort of a little version of Christ and good and bad, but that's, that's, that's not how Christ works. He doesn't care. Well, he, he does obviously care, but that's not what matters ultimately because we can't be perfectly good.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. So that E-K-O, seems incredibly oh, yeah. flawed. <laughs> yep.
1: It, it's not like if if we do, we can't get into heaven by doing good things. That's like the universally right, yeah. accepted fact. So, and doing bad things is bad and doing good things is good. But we. It's hmm. messed
0: up, kids. It's messed yeah. up. There's like a teeny, teeny kernel of truth, but it's like really wrapped up. Yeah yeah I think it really distorts the entire idea, yeah, and surveillance was never the focus of um doing good or bad, even even in christ um, <laughs> i mean it it is true that you basically all every single one of your actions has a consequence but oh, the, the focus is In never this world on and the next. Yeah. There's little minions watching you, and that's why, and, and, <laughs> yeah, and that's, why that's, that's why you should do good because yep. because you're always being watched. Is it's the you should you should do good things based on moral principle, not because um, <laughs> because, because the, the small elf will yes. <laughs> give you more or less presence.
1: Yeah, uh, perfectly put. Because we shouldn't be good because god's watching us but i mean he is he he's omnipresent omniscient he knows everything we do and think and say etc cetera, etc cetera. but that's not why we should be good and bad it's because yeah, because if you want to emulate him because he is good and yeah
0: if god stopped watching that does not mean that you can uh that it is permission to do bad
1: yeah exactly
0: that and, and not similarly elf on the shelf it's only a month out of the year right so for the rest of the year so you can if, do bad. if you teach your children that the reason why they should do good is because elf on the shelf is watching them then there is reason to believe that then it sort of allows them to do bad when elf on the shelf is not watching and also you know, in thing, things like oh be nice it's christmas
1: should we have particular seasons of the year that are designated for being kind?
0: <laughs> yeah, it should actually be year-round. Yeah. And I can't say that any of us have particular parenting experience, but there is... <laughs> there's, it's um common sense, yeah. I believe, yes. in principles that I imagine proof out.
2: I feel like Elf on the Shelf is on the same level as iPad parenting. <laughs> Where you're just, you're just, like, putting this idea or object in your child's hands or mind, and you're just like, oh, well, this will get them to act act better, and, and they won't be as loud or as riotous yeah. or something. Yeah. It's, it's just...
1: It's, it's like up. it's like putting a band-aid on the problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, no. it's like, you know, yeah. well, I feel like I've said this a few times before, but we obviously are not... At all experienced in parenting oh, no, in the least,
0: no, yeah. I think what which episode was it that we talked um, about?
1: <laughs> which episode was it? I don't know. But there was like a random episode, or something that was a good, a that was, I like that because it was I like that as people,
2: well. People with no parenting experience, exactly, so their reflections on parenting from their parents, but yes.
0: people, people forget what it's like to be a kid, yeah, and what it's like to you know live under it, the um. Not yep, under this the, psalm. I don't want to the, say that. <laughs> I, I said, I, I don't want to say that. But, the, you know. Yeah, the jurisdiction. Live under the jurisdiction of somebody else. And so, we do have it, a special experience. You know, yeah, parenting, it, it, it's sort of the great misunderstanding. Child, children don't understand whether this be
1: parents, and parents often don't understand whether this be children.
2: You know. That's why I retain my inner child.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, where was I going with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I I mean I can't speak for this but it seems it seems uh philosophically uh, theoretically to me that to parent it is better to instill well we could go on for hours about whether virtue is taught or not we'll, we'll talk about that later but you, to instill as best you can uh these virtues in your child these these principles uh, principles yes yes good good moral foundations instead of uh Policing them in how they act instead of instead of trying to regulate what they do, teach them what to do.
0: Yes, I don't know if that's well put. And but yes, yeah, Th- that that seems to be the idea behind Santa, the, the surveillance of Santa Claus in Elf on the Shelf, and I think I don't think that's crazy to say. Yeah,
1: and c- certainly we need to submit to our parents, and they do ask us to do things that we might not want to do, that we dislike, but that they usually know are good for us, and they're not perfect, but they're better at it than we are usually so yeah yeah i feel like we've traversed the topic before but oh again. absolutely yeah but i i, I was yeah. reading earlier a book on project gutenberg called is there a santa claus by jacob a reese two eyes R I I S, and a, a, ch- a small child this is written a long time ago this was are wait, actually this is 2010 i think huh um a child wrote to him. Mm, this seems older than that. I don't know. Oh, 1904. That explains it. A, a child had written to him and asked, "Will you please tell me if there was a Santa Claus? Papa says not. Won't you answer him?" And then he he wrote this this long expository letter about say, Santa Claus. And and at the at the end, it was interesting. He sort of ties it in with Christ. Yes, it's, please, it's. It, it, shall I quote it? Yes. Okay. Please. Quote because don't you know. Santa Claus is the spirit of Christmas, and ever and ever, so many years ago, when the dear little baby was born, who, after whom we call Christmas, and was cradled in a manger out in the stable, because there was not room in the inn, that spirit came into the world to soften the hearts of men, and to make them love one another. Therefore, that is the mark of the spirit to this day. Don't let anybody or anything rub it out. Then the rest doesn't matter. Then let them tear Santa's white beard off at Sunday school festival, and growl in his bearskin coat. This is old, you can tell. There, there are only his dis- these are only his disguises. The steps of the real Santa Claus you can trace all through the world as you have done here with me. And when you stand in the last of his tracks, you will find the blessed lady of Bethlehem smiling welcome to you. For then you will be home.
0: In conclusion, yeah. Santa Claus in m- moderation. Okay, I knew you were gonna say that. In conclusion, <laughs> Santa Claus in moderation can be a good thing, and. Certain lies can be benevolent, however, Elf on the Shelf is the lie that goes too far from the devil.
3: uh, I think Mm
0: -hmm. that,
1: and yet, the the main takeaway if you take one principle that will work for all of this is don't intentionally deceive. There you go, yeah, and also, yes, Santa is fun and jolly and merry etc in most scenarios and is sort of okay as long as it's not uh, being fed to the child is this this story that is true as long as it's just oh it's a, it's a fun story you know but also don't forget that the reason to to use to use the phrase the reason for the season is christ ultimately right and we give gifts and Santa is sort of the the gift-giving person. Uh we give gifts because we received the greatest gift, so yeah. It's, yeah, it's the there
2: deception well we can say that deception is in in it can be defined as always evil cuz there's yeah. there's like there could be used words like protection and retention used uh to like you know to retain knowledge. Or to protect someone or something or an organization or a nation mm-hmm. um, in withholding information. But deception is always evil. So Ben's definition goes along with this. That intentionally deceiving a child is a no-go. Yes. In, in our humble, uh, he- heavily biased opinion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and...
1: Oh, well as this is most almost certainly coming to you on new year's day uh we you know happy new years uh we we if we had extra time we might have talked about the resolutions of jonathan edwards but we have talked for an hour and a half about santa claus so you probably don't want to hear that too this is getting or it would be too lengthy but i do encourage you to go read the resolutions of jonathan edwards there happy
2: also happy one year can we get, can we yes. get it out? It's, it's been,
1: when this is released, it is in precisely a year. January 1st, January 1st. Yep. What was
2: it? What was it? Um.
0: Really? Did we start January 1st? Yep. Uh. Wow.
2: Unattainable Beauty was the first. That was released on the second. Oh, right, And I did yeah. the introduction. Right, Yep. Welcome to Reddit. Well, Reddit. actually, <clears throat>
0: actually, so. actually, our real start would be, um, at April, because four months after, you know, for no reason. <laughs>
2: Oh, well, oh, yes, oh well.
1: yes, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, and speaking of which, uh, sh- should we tell them a New Year's resolution of our us as a podcast? Yeah. Well, well we have all incredibly busy schedules, and finding a time when all of those incredi- incredibly busy schedules align is not easy. Mm-mm. And but we do really, we love to record. Yes. And we have so many things to talk about. Our list is still I think a hundred strong. Oh yeah. At least. And we mm. keep on adding to that. And a yeah, yeah. So we have lots to say, but when to say it, that's harder. Yep. But we'll try to we we, we we'll try to talk whenever we can. We will. We will. And and yeah. get to get to episodes to you.
2: But we will try to be keeping it to around two weeks. And I will certainly be making time in my, my college schedule to uh to make that happen no matter if i have to you know stay up a, a oh. late night or two oh. during the week so i hope not but
1: yes and so you'll probably get another episode from us in three weeks from today or two weeks two weeks <sighs> two, in between? two weeks yeah yep. okay so one week in between each
2: yeah got it but this will be dropping
1: january first yeah january sounds good well
0: would you like to do the honors, Max? The honor being... been so long. Oh. If you have any questions, quandaries, corrections, or... Queries. Queries. <laughs> <laughs> please send any comments whatsoever at at com. It is in the description of the episode. So, no pressure, but um, if you have anything to say at all, send us an email. We love to hear people say things. Yes. Um, This has (laughs) been... What are
2: we doing text-to-speech here? (laughs) This has been been Rhetoric in Retrospect.
0: Signing off. Signing off. Bye. Bye. You don't say bye. We Say bye. Goodbye. goodbye. Wait, this this isn't like a, a Zoom call.